Welcome to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin Solomon, Senior Rabbi of Congregation Beth Hillel in Roswell, Georgia. Beth Hillel is one of the largest Messianic Jewish synagogues in the world and provides a place where Jewish people can find the Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus in Hebrew, and retain their Jewishness. It's also where Gentiles worship and embrace the roots of the faith in drawing closer to God. Click the link in the description to support this ministry or to view our YouTube channel. Let's join Rabbi Kevin now as he shares this word from Scripture. Some time ago, and I'm not exactly sure when, it's, things happen when you're a rabbi. I mean, this, this has been one of these years, obviously. This, they, they didn't teach you, train you how to do all this in yeshiva, okay? To be, to be a rabbi during COVID, that was not one of the yeshiva classes I took, you know? It's, and, and so you're, you're trying to kind of figure out some things as you go along a little bit, but Somebody at Bethel, I don't know who it is, uh, left me a, a, a small yellow note, and I can't remember when it was. I don't, know, I don't know if it was right when we came back together again. I don't remember if it might have been back in February, January of this year. I don't remember when I got this note. Uh, and I, I kind of think it's been a while, but I, again, I'm not sure. It's, there was no name on the note. It was a small yellow note. No recollection, no recollection of who gave it to me. They may have handed it to me, I don't, or they may have left it for me. I just don't remember. There's no name on it. But on this unsigned note, it said uh, that it had a little prayer was enclosed. And as I opened this little yellow note, uh, uh, opening the piece of paper, it said, Avinu Malkenu, our Father, our King, we thank you for dirty dishes, <laughs> for it means that we are fed. We thank you for laundry, for it means that we are clothed. We thank you for demands on our time, for we are needed. We thank you for the gray hair, <laughs> for it means that we are preserved to see this day. And we thank you for salvation through Yeshua, for we are loved. It's so interesting. I, I love this little note. Uh, and, and once I saw it, I just I kept it on my desk uh, and I've had it there for some amount of time, but I, I felt relatively quickly as I looked at it again, I don't know, a week or two later, that I wanted to share part of it with you on this particular Thanksgiving Shabbat, because it really, uh, it, it was a blessing uh, to see just a little sentiment like that. You know, Ken, sometimes these little sentiments can, can really mean something to you, you know, when you think about it and especially in this day and time where things are just kind of crazy, right? And you know, and you don't exactly know, all oh, people don't know where to turn. And, and, and candidly, it's, it's a harder Thanksgiving here in 2020 than normal. I mean, I think everybody knows that just in general. In our country, 2020 has been very, very difficult. And it's, a, and it's been a, a more challenging, uh, harder maybe Thanksgiving than, than typical. But, you know, but for sure, of course, there have been victories, 
and there have been plenty of silver linings. You know, I gave a message a number of months ago that really has resonated with me and a lot of, uh, of our members and people watching online called Silver Linings, and it's just a message to, to be on the lookout that God will provide even in seasons such as this, these silver linings that, that, that come through, uh, and, uh, and, and there's no question of that. But, that. but that also doesn't diminish the difficulty of this year uh, for so many. It's been challenging for so many people in so many different ways, but this is also a reminder that we should be thankful, thankful in all circumstances. That's a little bit about what this little yellow note you know, said to me and spoke to me, Bob, right? Is that we need to be thankful in all circumstances, even weird time. And that's hard, isn't it? You know, I, I think about that. And when I reflect upon stuff that's gone on this year and difficulties, and it's hard. It's hard message to, to think about. But because even the strongest prayer warrior can struggle in times like this. Even the strongest prayer warrior, somebody who's like passionate about God and is praying regularly, it can be difficult. But in these seasons, we must remember what the scriptures teach us. Uh, in so many ways, if you're on a mountaintop, it's, it's real easy to, to, to be all spiritual. Why? Because things are, you're riding high. Things are going great. And how you doing? Hey, doing good. Thank you. You do this half salute and a wink. Hey, real good. <laughs> even when I try, George, even when I try to be suave and debonair, it doesn't happen. You know, so that was my meager attempt. Okay, but, but, but the point is, is that we got to remember what the scriptures say. It seems like the scriptures are made oftentimes for valleys, <laughs> that we remember what, what God says. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians, please, chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5. Let's examine some. We're going to dig into the scripture here a little bit today and to see what the Lord has to say to us. I got to tell you, it's Thanksgiving Shabbat, and, and the Lord has some things that he wants to remind us of that are very important, that are uh, things that will help us in our daily attitudes, our daily lives. And we need it. We need the Lord. If you need the Lord, say amen. amen. Ooh, good, you're with me. First Thessalonians, please. Uh, chapter 5, starting in verse 16. Here we go. Okay. Ooh, boy. Take the deep breath. Rejoice always. Yay. All right. <laughs> Rejoice always. Okay. Whew, yes, Lord. Uh, yes, in faith, Lord. Yes, in faith, I'm going to do that. Right? Pray constantly. In everything, give thanks. Ooh, for this is God's will for you in Messiah Yeshua. Whoo, man, a Shevitz. That's a power packed passage. Goodness. We have some Manischewitz uh, in our home. Uh, it's just kind of leftover from Passover and. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, my, my kids obviously are getting older and stuff, and you want to try a little Manischewitz? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, okay. But, you know, we had it at Passover, Dad, and uh, we'll pass. Thank you. Okay, all right. I understand. I understand. I mean, you think about the words here. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you. Okay. Rejoice always, and I, I put in my notes, ugh, ugh, <laughs> that's a hard one, ugh. 
philosophically, I buy it, right? You know, I, I, can, I can buy it here. Uh, I can buy it, you know, yes, uh, sure, rejoice always. But man, honestly, it's so hard to regularly have that attitude. And you're not the only one who struggles with that. If you struggle with re- rejoicing always, you are not alone. So many times I'll meet with people and I'll speak to people and they struggle and they struggle with discouragement. I know none of you have ever been discouraged or depression. I know none of you have ever been depressed in your life for any reason. I mean, what's there to be depressed about? This year has just gone so fantastically. Uh, but, but truly, this is a message that's perhaps even more directed to mature believers, I think. I, I think sometimes when I think about the word of God that says, rejoice always and everything give thanks. I think in some ways this is really written a little bit more towards mature believers. Why do I say that? Because it's easy for our joy to fade. It's easy for our joy to fade away. It's easy for the joy to fade. It's easy for thanksgiving to fade. Newer believers are oftentimes still so grateful for their salvation that they have a more positive attitude. Right? I mean, you know, they're, they're just like, yes, I have a relationship with God. And, and, and that newfound joy and relationship with God, it's just so exciting. And the fact that they recognize and they realize and then they start to commune with God and they see God working in their lives and they see the scripture coming alive. And it's just like, wow. And how you doing? Good, man. I'm doing good. But you just lost your job. Yeah, but that's okay. I'll get another one. I'm doing good. I just, I'm so thankful to the Lord. Okay. They're all right. Boy, I'd rejoicing always for sure. But once we've been a believer for some time, sometimes we take it a little bit for granted and it's a little bit harder to, to kind of maintain that. But we have to rejoice always. Don't let that passion fade. It's a little bit of an encouragement, an exhortation, a, a nice nudge, if you will. If you don't know a little nudge, it's a Jewish principle. I don't know how to explain it. Just a little nudge to rejoice. It's a reminder for us here. You know, and likewise, what does it say? Pray constantly, pray constantly, regularly. So many times we, especially I think as Jewish people, try to figure things out in our own cupping, right? Right, uh, Bruce, you know, and uh, to Yiddish. Uh, and, and, but, but we can't do that, you know? It, no, no, we have to pray about things. It's, it's important to pray constantly. It's very important. My, my sister-in-law uh, is here today. Man, she is a prayer warrior. So many others who are here are prayer people, and I just absolutely love that. And it says, in everything, give thanks. In everything, give thanks. Now, it's important to know what that doesn't mean. That does not mean that you're supposed to be phony and everything give thanks. You're not supposed to be phony baloney. I hate phony baloney. I see people who are, who are um, supposedly people of spiritual, uh, who, who, spirituality who, who speak on TV and over the internet. And I look at it, I don't know if you do too, and sometimes I just look at it and it's just like they ooze phony. Oh my gosh, it's, they just ooze phony. And it's, and it's just so, it's hard because that gives the rest of us a bad name, honestly. Um, people of faith, right? Because they, they just, it's, it's, it seems transparent to me. No, no, you're not supposed to be phony when it says uh, give thanks in everything. No, no, no. It means that you are, or rather it doesn't mean that you're to thank God for something horrible that happens. See, when it, when it says here, in everything give thanks, 
that doesn't mean that you thank God for something horrible that happens. But wait, it says, in everything, give thanks. No, but you have to understand exactly what this means. It's a deep principle. You don't thank God for something horrible that happens. It means that you thank God in spite of whatever happens. See, it's in everything you give thanks. You give God thanks in spite of what happens if something horrible happens. As we say in Jewish, God forbid. You know, it's, it's like the constant uh, thing that you put, and that's, uh, that makes sense. See, in every situation, there is a reason to give thanks. In every situation, there's a reason to give thanks. That's what that, little, that little yellow piece of paper said to me as well and reminded me of is that there's always a reason to give thanks in every situation if we are looking for it. This goes back to the silver linings message, right? I'm not thanking God for the coronavirus. I'm not doing it. I'm not thanking God for the coronavirus. But I am thanking God that in the midst of the coronavirus, we've been able to get our live stream going. <laughs> I'm thankful for that, right? So in everything, give thanks. So yes, even in the midst of the coronavirus, I'm not thanking God for the coronavirus. It's terrible. You know, listen, no, I don't want that corona. I'm praying against the coronavirus. No, no, I'm not thanking God for that. But I'm thanking God that in, this, in spite of that, in the midst of that, uh, even when that's going on, suddenly we have over 1,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel and God's word is going out. I got to tell you, we... <laughs> Jeremy knows this. He's, he's been nudging me, and Kaziah's been nudging me for, for years on this. And I probably would have just continued to, to say, next year. It's like the Jewish refrain, next year in Jerusalem. <laughs> That's what I probably would have said, honestly. Sorry, Lord. But yet he used this as a nudge, as a nudge for me. Okay, 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 right? You see how this works? You don't thank God for the terminal disease. But you thank God that even if you die, you'll be forever with him in heaven. You see, you thank God in everything, and everything give thanks. That's the message. Do you get it? It's really important to understand because otherwise you'll miss it, and, and, and it will seem a little vacuous. No, in everything give thanks, no matter what the situation is. There is reason, and there are reasons to give thanks. And also recognize that although we have to be thankful in every situation, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't pray to God to help us in a situation that we're in. No, we very much should. So, so if you've got that terminal disease, it, it doesn't mean that you say, well, I thank you, God, that, that you've... I mean, and just, okay, whatever it's going to happen. No, no, no. I mean, at the very least, there's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, I pray for you to heal me. Heal, you know, you pray for the Lord to heal you. Recognizing that if he doesn't heal you, Lord, I thank you for, for me being with you eternally. See, there's something to be thankful no matter what. But that doesn't mean that we shouldn't still put our request to the Lord. We should. And this applies to whatever situation it is that you're going through. Lots of different applications to this in your personal life that I want you to consider and contemplate. It's interesting because I love how this works, God, with, with, with like progressive revelation. I'll talk about this. About, in fact, it's been a little over half a year ago. It's one of my, uh, my son really remembers this message a lot. Uh, it had kind of a, uh, a hooky title, but uh, a little bit over a half a year ago, I gave a message called Thanks, But No Anx. And it was based on a passage in Philippians, 
Uh, in fact, he just reminded me of it this week. He didn't know what I had written my message about today. And I said, wow, you're going to hear a little bit about that message again. It's coming Shabbat, Mike. It's interesting. And it was based on a passage in Philippians. But one of the things I do love about God's Word is that it offers this, we, we receive like this progressive revelation, don't we, Bob? It really is the truth. Uh, and whatever you get from the Lord today from a certain passage of Scripture, right, Mark? Then tomorrow you might read it and something new might, might stand out to you in the page. I mean, if, it was, if, if the inspiration for the whole Word of God is truly God, word, they call it the Word of God, well then, well then in fact, you've got to think it's going to be kind of deep. <laughs> okay, the creator of the universe, okay. Probably going to be a little bit deep. I imagine we're not going to get everything. I, this rabbi does not claim to know everything. Hello. I don't understand this whole book. Huh? I'll tell you. Fourth, but, but I'm trying to learn more. I'm trying to learn more every day. I want to draw closer to God. It takes time. You're not going to have everything figured out. Okay, so the Lord showed me something new about this passage, a new layer, and I'd like to share it with you today from Philippians, please, chapter 4. So Philippians 4, our Baba Vakasha. And let's hear the word of Rabbi Shaul teaching us, and really, this is, this is, <laughs> this is about the season that we're in right here. Philippians chapter 4, starting in verse 6, it says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the shalom of God, the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. Okay, so y'all, what we're going to do is this. We're going to dig deep into this, and we're going to really analyze this, and we're going to see some really new insights that I hadn't completely seen myself. And, and I hope it speaks to you and, and encourages you, but you really got to follow me on this logic path as we evaluate it. Therefore, I want to read it one more time. Verse 6, uh, especially in the beginning of 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Let your requests be known to God, and the shalom of God, passing understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Okay, in Messiah Yeshua. Okay, let's, let's notice a few things about this passage that I think are very revelatory. First of all, it's important to note the context of this. Why would you be even making a request to God in the first place? It says, it says uh, may, let your requests be known to God. Now, why would you be making, why would anybody be making a request to God. Why? But because there's something that you are in some way not satisfied with, right? Otherwise, why are you going to make a request to God? If, if things are going great, you're not going to make a request to God to change it. Okay, so you're only going to make a request to God if there's something that you are in some way not satisfied with or something that's maybe not good, something that you want changed in, in some way. And beyond this, though, in terms of making a request to God, it specifically tells us that in those situations, when you're making the request, that we're not to be anxious, it says, don't be anxious, right, about anything, but in everything, make your request known. So don't be anxious. So, so it's then telling us, okay, you got to make your request, which only happens when there's something that we're not completely satisfied with, something that maybe is not right. And then it tells us not to be anxious when we make our request. And what does that tell us? That tells us that whatever it is that you might be praying for or that someone is praying for is not easy because otherwise, why would you even be tempted 
to be anxious. Okay, do, do you get it? So if it's telling us not to be anxious, there, there's something that we're praying about that we have to be careful for it not to make us anxious. So it's probably something that can be very vexing. It can be difficult. It can be something that's hard. It can be something that creates mental anguish if we're not on guard and careful about it. Okay, so we see in this that in the midst of real tsuris, that we should make our request known to God. Okay, in the midst of all the, the chaos and all the difficulty, that we should make our request known to God. Now, you know, that, that alone is good enough, really. I mean, you know, thank God. Yeah, even in the midst of all the chaos, make your request known to God. But it says something else. It says that our request should be made to God, and then I'm going to quote the scripture here. Our request should be in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. Our requests should be made with thanksgiving. Now, does this mean that we should be making our requests while we eat pumpkin pie? Okay, no. <laughs> it says the requests are to be with thanksgiving, and so it's, we make our requests while we eat pumpkin pie. That's what we should be doing. It's with thanksgiving. No, no, no. It's not that the kind of thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> that was bad. So, it's too late to cut it out of YouTube. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, no. But, but if you think about it, it really doesn't fit well within the context, what is said there. It's talking, about, it's talking about something difficult that we're going through. It says, it starts off, don't be anxious, right? Don't be anxious about anything. So it's something that could make us anxious. And it says, by prayer, and petition, make your request known. Okay, so it's, there's a request. So there's something we're not, we're not at peace about. There's something we're not satisfied with. And, and, and it makes no sense with worldly wisdom. Because if it is something that is so difficult, something that is so trying, something that is so mental, mentally anguishing, that it's easy to be anxious, and it even requires the intervention of God's peace in your life, is the peace of God, right, which passes understanding will be with. If it requires all the way the peace of God to be in your life that you, don't, that you don't even understand, that's how much it requires. This thing that you're praying about and so easy to be anguished, anguished about and anxious about, then how could you rightly be asked to bring this request with thanksgiving? <laughs> I mean, you think about that. It doesn't make logical sense on that level in a worldly wisdom kind of way. If it's, if some so, I mean, hopefully that makes sense to you. How, how, this passage makes sense in many ways, except for the words with thanksgiving. How can you be with thanksgiving? With thanksgiving? It, it, how, how does that go? You know, one of these clauses is not like the other. <laughs> bad, bad Sesame Street. Uh, <laughs> friends, what does this sound like? This sounds to me like, wait for it. 2020. <laughs> this sounds like 2020. When there can be trepidation, even pushing your shopping cart down an aisle in Kroger Publix. <laughs> there can be trepidation with that. We need this scripture. See, we need this counsel. Why? Because we have to make, don't be anxious. But make your requests known to God. 
with thanksgiving. Lord, keep me safe from the plague. Lord, keep me safe from the plague. You see, what is that? That's a prayer. That's a request to God. At the same time, I'm grateful for allowing, for you allowing me to reach this season. Okay, do you see? Yeah. Listen, it's okay, Lord, because what? You're walking down that shopping cart, you know, you're pushing that shopping cart, you know, down Publix aisle seven, and then somebody's walking right by you, and you're going, like, you're moving that shopping cart as quick as you can, passing the peanut butter, past the soup, whatever, I'm getting out of here. Camera people downstairs like, whoa, where's it going? Somebody stop the rabbi. Okay. <laughs> you, pass, you pass everything. Why? It's easy to be anxious. Are you kidding me? It's easy to be anxious. No, but be anxious for, for nothing, right? But, but, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't make our requests. No, we should in everything. Okay, and so, Lord, please keep me safe from the plague but at the same time, Lord, thank you for allowing me to reach this season. Thank you for your protection over me. Thank you, Lord, for watching over my life. Thank you, God, for the days that you've given me. It's the Shehekianu, my friends, right? Who has given us life. Lord, I'm, I'm thankful that I have the money for these groceries. <laughs> you see? Wow, it's, it really helps a lot to understand the spiritual principle here. Very deep. Lord, please give me peace. Please give me peace, right? It's a peace that passes understanding. Please give me, let me not be anxious. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy. Thank you, Lord, for your protection. Mm. Now, you know, of course, this doesn't mean that you don't take precautions. Of course you should. Of course you should take precautions. Everybody should. At the same time, we all go through difficult situations where we are not all in, in full control. That's the thing about this, this coronavirus right there. You don't have full control. I mean, I don't, I don't care if you, if you got your mask on. I don't care if you're wearing an astronaut space suit. <laughs> you don't have full control. <laughs> so interesting, you know, control freaks. Well, it's a tough, tough season for you in that one there, right? Ooh. See, we all need God's help. Everybody needs God's help. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder. We need your help, right? And this principle applies to all your prayer requests and things that you struggle with, really. You know, are, are you praying for a loved one to, to, to find the truth of Yeshua as the Messiah? Well, don't be anxious. Be thankful. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you reached to me. Lord, please expose my loved one to the truth, Lord. Draw them. God by your spirit so they can have a relationship with you like I have. I know how special it is, right? You see how that prayer, how that ties in. Some people are anxious about, these, about this regarding loved ones. Are you trying, it has so many applications. Are you trying to get into shape? You know, so many people are getting near, okay, we're getting near the New Year's, right? And all the resolutions starting and, okay, well, whatever. Are you trying to get in shape? Okay, God help me. Ask God, God to help me. But I'm thankful, Lord, I have the time and ability to make changes in my life. Thank you that I, that I still have time to make changes in my life. To, in order to do this, Lord, give me strength. But I'm thankful, Lord, that you preserve me. You, you see, you know, there's thankfulness, but, but not to be anxious, but make your request known. See, the Lord hears you. Oh, but you got to be with thankful. 
Thanksgiving just it says with thanksgiving. You, you see what I'm talking about? It's, it's not, and this is not a simple give thanks glib message. Okay, not, not that there's anything wrong with simple give thanks to God. Okay, that's great. Give thanks. That's wonderful. I mean, that's, that's important. But thanks to God should come out of a depth that's substantively harder than a topical thank you that you might say when receiving your food from the drive-thru window. <laughs> you know, thank you. You know, it's a thank you. You know, it's like how many times they, they don't even think about thank you, thank you, okay. Uh, it's good to be even courteous topically. That, that's good. But, but, but our thank you should be much more than topical. There should be depth to it. First Chronicles chapter 16, Bavakasha. First Chronicles 16. King David appointed Asaph to give thanks with these words. Listen to the words that King David uh, appointed Asaph to give and to give thanks with. First Chronicles chapter 16, starting in verse 34. So swipe on down on that smartphone. You know, it's like, ooh, 34. Okay, it's going to go on down. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> First Chronicles 16, 34 says, Give thanks to Adonai, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Mm. Declare, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather and rescue us from the nations, that we may give thanks to your holy name, that we may glory in your praise. Ooh, that's powerful. And you're familiar with this. Why? I'll put it in my notes. Bob uh, didn't know what I was going to be preaching on, but uh, I mean, it makes sense being this weekend, but he, he sang the song, uh, and, and the mu music team sang, sang the song with these words in it. Hodula Adonai Kitov, Ki Leolam Chazdo. Right? Give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his love, his mercy endures forever. Why do we give thanks to the Lord? Because he is good, and his chesed endures forever. See, that's why we give thanks to the Lord. His chesed, you know, it's interesting, the word chesed, it's translated a number of different ways in Scripture. Sometimes it says his loving kindness will endure forever. Other translations say his love endures forever. His kindness endures forever. His gracious love endures forever. His mercy endures forever. All these things are, are, are really related to the word uh, chesed here. What's my point here? Well, well, we give thanks to God, not just because we always get what we deserve or even what we want. We give thanks to God because he is so merciful to us. He loves us. He knows what we need better than we know what we need. Now, isn't that like a parent? You know, I know that my, my kids haven't always felt that way, but sometimes... Lately now, my kids are saying to me, yeah, retrospectively, we see why you did that. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's a, that's a great feeling when a, when a kid says that to their parents. Like, parent, you're like, oh, thank God. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you're just so thankful to that. And, and that's the way it is with us and God. You know, we, we should periodically be looking to God, right, Dr. Garber, and say, God, you did know better than me. <laughs> what a novel thought. See, beloved, if we start thinking in this way, then we will suffer less depression, less discouragement, less anxiety, less stress, less PTSD about all the stuff we have going on in our lives and everything going on in the country right now. Because we know that God is looking out for us. 
You give thanks, Lord, he is good. His love, his mercy endures forever. That's why we give thanks to God. Not because something good happened to us. Not because we're feeling all great. Not because everything, all of our prayers are answered just the way we want. That's why we give thanks. Give thanks to God for he, he did exactly what you wanted for him to do. No, it doesn't say that. No, it says give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Oh, his love endures forever. You see, this is why we give thanks to God. Wow, you look at it like this, it really changes so much, right? So very interesting. He is so merciful, and he doesn't give us what we deserve. He's merciful. He doesn't give us what we deserve. See, that's something to give thanks to God for no matter what the situation. One of my favorite songs in, in the believing world uh, was a song written a number of years ago called Praise You in This Storm by Casting Crowns. I absolutely love that song. Oh my gosh, that song is so powerful. Man, it'll make you cry, especially if you're going through a difficult situation. If you're going through it, if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're, in, if you're in mourning especially, man, people in mourning, sometimes I just send them this song and say, let the song sink in and minister to you. But it can be a hard situation that you're going through, whatever it is. The point is, is that we praise God and thank God because even in the storm, he is merciful to us. So we praise him in the storm. If you're watching online, hey, just pause me for just a second, open up a new YouTube channel, praise you in the storm, but come back and listen to the rest of the message. <laughs> okay, Leviticus 7 talks much about offerings. And, and it's interesting because in Leviticus 7, it talks about thank offerings, sometimes also known as thanksgiving offerings, thank offerings. Sometimes they're also translated as peace offerings, but thanksgiving offerings, peace offerings, thanks offerings. These thanks offerings were rarely commanded in terms of mandated at a certain time. It's not, not very often, but they're often available if people wanted to offer them. And King David spoke of them often, thank offerings. And while we're not going to be sacrificing an animal in Thanksgiving today, um, although I guess the turkeys may disagree with that, actually. <laughs> I can see it. Come to think of it, the turkeys would probably say, yeah, you're making an animal sacrifice for Thanksgiving, for a thing. But that's not, the, that's not the intent. That's not the point, okay, right? But nonetheless, we can offer to God the thanksgiving of our lips. Second Chronicles chapter 29, let's read this. Uh, uh, hear what King Hezekiah said when he was rededicating the temple. And toward the end, this is what King Hezekiah did, Melech Hezekiah. Let's hear what he did. Towards the end of, re of dedicating the temple here, rededicating the temple, verse 29 uh, of chapter 29 of 2 Chronicles. Now at the completion of the burnt offering, the king and all who were present with him knelt down and worshiped. Moreover, King Hezekiah and the officials ordered the Levites to sing praises to Adonai with the words of David and of Asaph the seer. We talked about them earlier. So they sang praises with gladness and bowed down and worshiped. Okay, so we got a great worship thing going on right here with, with, with offerings. Then, verse 31, then Hezekiah responded and said, you have now consecrated yourselves to Adonai. Come near and bring sacrifices and thank offerings into the house of Adonai. The congregation brought in sacrifices and thank offerings, and all whose hearts were willing brought burnt offerings. So friends, 
this is a principle we should have in our life, is that as we are consecrated, if you feel consecrated more and more to the Lord, we should be bringing thank offerings to God. And he values and appreciates them. And I'm not talking about uh, a monetary thing. I'm talking about your heart here. A thank offerings to God. Your heart and your lips, which by the way should be connected if you're going to be sincere, right? A final scripture that, that helps understand this is Hebrews chapter 13. The book of Yehudim Meshachim, the book of Messianic Jews. Hebrews chapter 13 what, what is a type of a thank offering? I'm not saying a thank offering can't be a, a financial offering to the Lord. It was during the, during the time in terms of with, a, with a, uh, an offering of an animal during the time of the, of the temple and such. But, but, but we see here in Hebrews 13 uh, a different type of thank offering. It says this, verse 15, Through Yeshua then let us continually offer up to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips giving thanks to his name. See, that's what our lips are doing, is giving thanks to his name. A continued offering of thanks. Do you see how this relates to everything we talked about earlier? This should, his praise should be continually on our lips, regardless of the circumstances. Thanksgiving at all times. Thanksgiving and everything. Thanksgiving shouldn't just be on that Thursday where we give thanks and eat the pumpkin pie. Oh, I love that pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. I distract myself with a pumpkin pie yet again. <laughs> no, Thanksgiving should be year-round, beloved. Come on, Mishpacha, right? That, that is what a sacrifice of praise. It's a fruit of lips, giving thanks to his name. That's a thank offering. So I'd like to ask everybody who's here to do something for me. And if you're watching us online, wherever you are watching, literally all over the world, we have people watching all over the world. If you're just listening to us on a podcast, we have people who are watching and listening from all over Europe and, and South America and all through the Middle East. Uh, a number of people listening in India and other uh, countries. Okay, wherever you're at right now, whatever you're doing, I'd like to ask you to take a moment and this is not rhetorical. I want you to actually think about something. Think about something that's difficult or hard in your life. Something hard, something difficult. Just silently begin thinking about a situation or something that you're, you've been going through uh, that's difficult. Something that you want to pray to God about. It can be about your state of mind, just things that have been vexing you. It can be about a family member. It can be about a situation. It can be about you yourself. Whatever it is, something that, could, something that could cause you anxiousness and that you need peace about. Okay, and, and in just a moment, in just a moment, not yet, I'm going to want for you to, to lift up that prayer request to God. I'm not going to ask you to do anything out loud. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. This is something silent. God hears if you pray to him silently. I assume you probably figure that he created the universe. He can hear your thoughts. Okay, so in just a moment, I want you to, 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 to lift this prayer request to God, but we're going to do it recognizing that, 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 that what do we need to do? You see, it's got to be something different because our thanksgiving that we're supposed to give, remember when we lift up our, our prayers, it should be with thanksgiving. So the thanksgiving is not conditional upon God answering that prayer the way you want it answered, <laughs> okay? I know when I pray, I know how I want God to answer the prayer. Otherwise, you know, I'm praying for it specifically reason, right? And I'm praying for it in a certain way, right? But at the end of the day, it's not up to me. It's, it's above my pay grade. To answer prayers is above my pay, pay grade. My pay grade is to ask the prayers. 
It's his prayer grade, pay grade to answer the prayers. <laughs> okay, right? And so my prayer grade. <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't mean to say that. That's hilarious. It's above my prayer grade. Okay. And so, uh, but, but the point is, is that regardless, we should be doing so with thanksgiving as opposed to praying perhaps how you usually pray for that particular need, which can be kind of vexing. And if you're praying about something that you feel strongly about, it can be hurtful or you can be, it can be confusing. It can be with, with angst and stuff. No, no. I, I want you to, to this time to pray with distinct thanksgiving, giving God thanks, not for the bad thing itself, but for his great mercy, right? <laughs> what, what did we say? We, we said specifically, uh, give thanks to the Lord. He is good, right? And his love forever endures. His mercy endures forever. This is what I want for us to do is to consider God's mercy for his answer, giving thanks to God for his answer, regardless of what the answer is, even if the answer isn't what we want for it to be. To nonetheless give God thanks for it, for his showing mercy to you, focusing on giving God thanks and less about the difficulty of the request itself. Wherever you are, in just a moment, I want you to silently do this. I'm going to ask the musicians to come on back up, and then we're just going to take a moment here, and I want you to silently now, and we're going to take just a minute, we're going to take just a minute, that's all, and I want for you to, wherever you are, and the musicians will kind of get ready, but don't start anything yet. Uh, I just want you to silently, we're going to take a few moments of silence, pray to the Lord and, uh, and, uh, and just lift up that prayer request to God, but with thanksgiving, okay? So just silently wherever you're at, and, and, uh, and we'll take just a moment, and then we're going to do something else. So take just a moment and pray to the Lord. Spend some time. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, when we pray with thanksgiving, it changes the, the tone and the tenor of the prayer. Have you, did you notice that just now? I did. And when I just closed my eyes and lifted up a prayer request to God, whereas before it would be with uh, kind of a almost down, but man, when you pray with thanksgiving, it, it, it changes it. Even if it's a hard prayer request, it changes it. It changes it. I want, to, I want to pray with you in just a moment, but first I want to ask everybody who's here to stand because when we pray to God, we need to exalt him. We need to lift him up. Why? 
Why? Because of his loving kindness. His mercy endures forever. His mercy endures forever. So what do we say? We say, I exalt thee, O Lord. I exalt you, O Lord, right? Because you lifted me up, even though I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it, right? It Doesn't that go along with the scripture? You know, I call to you, Lord, for help, Lord, and you hear me, Lord. And I'll exalt you, you know, all the time, uh, at day and at night. All the time. What is that? That's, that's praising God, giving thanksgiving to God continually. Why? Because he has shown mercy to us. And so that makes us want to sing. That makes us want to dance. That makes us want to shout. Right? That changes the, the, our whole lives and how we approach things. Why? Because he's been so merciful to us. So let's take some time and lift up the Lord's name here today on the Shabbat. Two, three, four. Come on, y'all. Woo!
Wonderful. And you know, by the way, the title of my message is A Prayer for Thanksgiving. If you are watching today or if you are here and you've never given your life to Yeshua, repeat this prayer after me and he will change you on the inside. Say, dear God, I'm sorry I've sinned against you, but I want to give my life to you, God. I believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, risen again, sitting at your right hand. Thank you, God. I'll live the rest of my life for your, for your purposes. Thank you for this in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, if you're watching online, send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. If you are here today and you said that prayer and meant it in your heart, then you are, have renewed. You're talking about a renewed and God showing mercy to you. He's renewed your life and your soul. Make sure you uh, see one of us after the service. We want to celebrate with you. And indeed, the Lord has shown, Mark, here's the Lord shown mercy to you. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our Bethlehem family, please visit our website at www.bethhalel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services, Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom. Nine, 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 nine.